0: Welcome to the Bodice Troopers Romance Novel Podcast, a podcast where we take a deep dive into the world of romance novels, looking not only at the nitty-gritty and sometimes steamy parts of romance novels, but we like to also look at the many different aspects that bring this genre together. We like to look at the authors and looking at their strengths and weaknesses, looking at the process of the authors, and also looking at the historical aspects of romance novels. We're a bunch of nerds, but it's going to be a lot of fun, so get ready. Heyo. Okay. We're here guys. I gotta be really honest. This is my fault. I didn't get to read the book for that was assigned. I honestly felt like I had two more days and I didn't. And so we're going to talk about Evie Dunmore in another episode, but this episode we're going to go to 50 shades. And the reason we're going to that is because I guaranteed, I knew that Krista had read this. So I had, didn't even have to ask. Oh my God though.
1: It's been like 25 years since I've read this book. Can we just be, I'm not that old, but like I read it when I was five, evidently. <laughs> because- <laughs> First <of> all, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I was very advanced for my age. My- <laughs> yeah. No, like, it's been so long. So uh, like we're just gonna apologize
0: upfront for what is going to
1: in- is sure to be a complete shit show of an episode. I'm just no. just it's gonna, gonna be- put it out there.
0: It's gonna be fine because you can't not remember. It's 50 shades. Yeah.
1: I mean, you I certainly remember some things about it, but- <laughs>
0: (laughs) do I remember if the prose was good? I don't think it was. (laughs) Well, it wasn't. So we can start there. So first of all, let's call a spade a spade. Okay. This is a fan fiction. It was written as a fan fiction book, right? Twilight had come out. And by the way, this is like hearsay. I don't, I didn't do any real research, but what I think I remember from from what I remember about reading about the book, E. L. James wrote this book, started at least writing this book about as a fan fiction to Twilight which we I don't even, why do we not have that on the list we should have talked about Twilight we'll talk um, about it here so first of all you read Twilight I'm assuming I have to be honest I think I read the first
1: one and then I was like this is not for me this is it's it just was not it did not capture me and then I think I saw the first movie and I was like Kristen Stewart's that was right.
0: your mistake that what was- are
1: you what are you doing I like care. I mean you girl the
0: movies the movies are so bad like so, so bad. bad
1: and so then I think I fully got turned I did just see an article come out with Kristen Stewart who like in her 20-year like movie career she was like I've made five good films I was like Twilight better not fucking be at the top
0: of that list because not okay what's what's any of them I, <laughs> I, I don't know I, I'm not quite sure but I'm a fan of hers to be perfectly frank
1: I, I go back and forth. She's getting rave reviews for the Diana biopic or whatever that she just filmed. Like, um, right. But I, not the point, not the point, not the point of the
0: conversation. We're we're veering off course. So the point is, is I did read Twilight one. Okay. So that in and of itself, right. I get, I get it. Like I get why it was a big thing. It's a YA book, right. That was, that did a lot of buildup right? It was one of those books that we talk about and bag on all the time that gave you a whole lot of buildup and not a lot of payoff in the end. There was so much sexual tension and not hard, any sex at all. Like, like what was there even, I don't even remember. Was there even sex? No. Was there like, there, there was wasn't. like, it was a wedding night. It was, oh. we got married. And then the next morning we wake up and we're married. And I'm like, this is some bullshit. We've waited four books for this. Nice. And this is what we get. Not cool. So I think I must've been in college when I read it, or maybe it was, maybe I had my first kid. Either way, I wasn't reading romance novels. So I didn't know really kind of what was out there. I kind of had a feel, but I wasn't like actively reading romance novels. So it's not like I was like getting inundated with sex scenes in books anyway. But it definitely was a thing where it was like, I literally, as an adult, that's some bullshit. Like, well, and here's my question
1: to you, because so this happened with both Twilight and Fifty Shades and Fifty Shades makes a little bit more sense in my mind. But with Twilight, it was not preteens reading this. It was your grandmother was reading this. Like everyone was reading Twilight, which I was like, why? And then going and seeing the movies. I think the first, I don't know if I saw the first one in the theater. I may have under peer pressure, like, cause I didn't want to go and be that person. But like, there was like groups and crowds of 50 year old women who were also, which is super hella awkward when you're like ham 15 and you're 65 and like what's happening with the crossover. But they managed to do that with Twilight and then 50 shades obviously towards an older crowd, of course, but that was the same thing. And it was hilarious because I remember my husband who was a flight attendant specifically saying during that period of time, every single person on the plane did better age race ethnicity size whatever it was like they were all reading 50 shades and i'm like how do you read 50
0: shades on a plane Honestly, <laughs> like i literally remember vividly reading water for elephants which wasn't even that steamy like i don't even remember it but i it, the movie had come out i hadn't read the book so i got the book and i remember getting to a sex scene in the airport and being like sinking into my chair being like oh my god everyone knows i'm reading this scene. <laughs> They see your temperature rising, that you're getting yes. turned on. <laughs> they can see clouds of steam rising off my body. I literally was like, "How uncomfortable!" I cannot imagine trying to read Fifty Shades of Grey. It was a cover in full glory. People are like, "Dude, you everyone knows it's like a bdc bdc wow bdsm."
1: There it is. There it is, folks. It is. Yeah,
0: no, that's what I'm saying. Everybody knew it. Like,
1: even if you didn't read it, Eric, who is who is, does not touch romance novels at all, was like, "Yeah, I know what this is about." I'm like, "Well." If never read it before but he even he even to be fair he even saw a few guys reading it like some of the I think some of the pilots like not while they're flying the plane but while they were in the back they were reading this too and that was what was so fascinating to me too because you had this I think you're exactly right it's a fan fiction it's a it's a cult piece of literature because she for me is like Dan Brown who, who I like Dan Brown I like his pace but I hate his prose I don't think he's a very good like prose First writer. Of all,
0: how fucking dare you I love Dan Brown <laughs> here we go. It's about to get ugly now. Good thing we're not in the same room. We're no, Dan Brown, Brown. Brown
1: He was a fail. He was a fail. Like I liked his pacing, but like his actual literary writing was his prose was not good. Like I'm like, eh, are we sure about this? And I felt the same way about um James and when she was writing Fifty Shades, where I was like, I get it, but like there's literally no plot. There's no. There's no plot. There's really no big character development. There's no anything this is this is a book for you to enjoy and then go touch yourself later like that's or while you're doing it kind of thing I mean
0: no it is it's there there is somewhat of a plot it's not it's very it's it's literally like um who's the main character Bella Swan um in Twilight it's like Bella Swan went to college they literally took that same exact scenario and like put her in college (laughs) and like minus the vampires right it's like the same basic basic idea right so I don't think anyone went into reading these thinking it was going to win a Pulitzer. Do you know what I mean? No, like no. we're not this is not the next great American novel in any case, right? These and are
1: fares, right? Because she made a shit ton of money off of it. It got developed into films. Like she's 1, She said and 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 it and frankly at the end of the day for me like I have read some that books that are considered to be the next great American novel, but I am all about like what delivers me, you know enjoyment right as as the reader and pleasure and so like the fact of the matter is she she pleasured literally and you know on every day millions of readers with with her writing so like who gives a fuck like what she wrote about you know at the end of the day or if it was a very thin storyline which it was you know again
0: it is we are living in the era where it's like People say there's people that are there's like two camps to this. Some people say this is like the end of good movies in Hollywood. You know, Mm -hmm. I personally think it's like the second coming of the golden age of Hollywood, where it's like anyone with an idea can like throw spaghetti at the wall and there's probably an audience for it somewhere. Right. It's like we live in an age of Netflix, we live in an age where almost any piece of mediocre writing can become a movie and there'll be people that watch it and good for you. Right great amazing so I think it did come at a time where people are just like you know there's volume volume is available so let's turn anything into a movie and let's see what sticks and I did I see the movie I don't think I watched this movie I yeah I saw the first did I
1: see the first one I saw the first one I may have actually seen the I think there were three I think I I may have seen them all actually mostly because I like Dakota Johnson who plays the main character Um, I don't
0: like her either Oh, mm-hmm. well, there you we're on opposite ends of the spectrum, all they say, which is fine. I think I would like her in something else. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've liked her in other things. Yeah. 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 I no. Love the-, the, you know what I
1: mean? Right. Her character, well, the character she plays in this is, yes. is not the breadth of like the other, some of the other films, obviously. But here's
0: that the thing played. that ruins things for me. Mm. If there is a main male lead and they do not cast according to my expectations, dead to me. Dead. <laughs> So Jamie Doran didn't
1: do it. Dead to me.
0: (laughs) me. Twilight, dead to me, right? Any book that I read, I will say the one huge, huge piece that like, or one book that has really like surprised me and then delighted me in this really was Outlander. Like Mm, impeccable fucking casting across the board. Like so, 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 so good. And I read like all those books before the show even was produced. And I was like, dreading the day they were going to actually finally turn it into something because I was like they're going to fucking ruin it for me no spectacular casting this though I'm like if you didn't nail it with that male lead I'm done like I'm done with you
1: yeah he wasn't he wasn't strong enough for me and considering what the Finn storyline was and his you know whatever you call it his 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 obsession his interests with that side of things like he wasn't i love jamie doran and other things actually but like that was not yeah that was not the right yeah. cast and then they have like weird like like Rita Ora played, you know, his sister at some point in the third film. So the singer, right. And I was like, I kind of loved her, but I was also like, this is like weird. It's weird casting and maybe it's weird casting because you don't have a lot of people who are willing to go to the lengths that like Dakota Johnson went to, because I mean, Dakota Johnson's, you know, there's a lot of nudity happening. There was
0: a lot that I was reading that I was like, how in God's name are they going to turn this into a movie? Like, right. And I don't know that You can put like anal beads in a movie. Like can you
1: you you can but you don't show it like you you insinuate it right you know kind of thing you (laughs) you would have to so here's the real question though do do we give James kind of this big credit because she she sort of I mean has written this type of literature that had we really seen it before had it to to the extent that her her fame was delivered you know while writing this book and the publication of this book. I think she she opened up this whole new kind of sub sub romance genre um that no one else had really like kind of written about kind of tackled again I'm not super like well versed in in this specific area because I haven't read a ton except hers and some, some since then but like I think the woman gets credit for taking us there you know and then allowing
0: other people to engage in that kind of content um for the readers Well, she definitely made it more mainstream. That's for damn sure, right? Like I'm sure that I, again, same, right? Like I barely started reading romance novels, let alone freaking BDSM bondage shit. So I don't know what is out there. I have no idea. I'm sure it exists. I'm sure there's some underground library full of things that people, you know, get tied up and shit. I don't know. But it's definitely something where like, you're right. You'd see a grandma reading it and be like, weird, but okay. You know, like she made it so accessible to- and and okay right she did the thing that the storyline does give you is making it like seem that anything is okay with two consenting adults right this wasn't a story where there was a victim or it was abusive or it was whatever right and don't get me wrong i feel like when this thing came out there was some shit i saw on facebook just from people from high school like weird stuff that's like this is a terrible relationship this is so healthy and i'm like it's a fucking book who cares right but like all the things but it's making it I feel for me the message is literally like hey you don't know what people do behind closed doors and it's all okay as long as everyone's okay with it
1: as long as everyone's okay with it absolutely fantastic point because I think there was so there was another film on Netflix I think I told you about this because I like accidentally watched porn on Netflix which is what it was like six months ago it's called 365 days it's like it's from it's from Poland, it's like a Polish writer or something like that, but basically it got a big backlash because exactly that it's based off of a book. And, and it's really kind of like more the artsy side of things, I think, but Mm -hmm. it's, um, a guy who basically sees a woman who he, it looks like a woman he used to be in love with, but I think she dies. And then he sees this new woman, he kidnaps her, right? This is, uh, whatever the disease or the syndrome is called when you syndrome. thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, um, kidnaps her and he's like, you have 365 days well, to fall in love with me. That's kind not of right. Thing. Stockholm syndrome. Sto- I was like, Bunchausen's <laughs>
0: Bunch by proxy. That's something different. Yeah, I was like, I was like,
1: that's not it. Stockholm syndrome. Thank you. Yep. So that was the thing too. where like, he kidnaps her and he's like, you have 365 days, you know, to fall in love with me. And then they have very graphic sex for, for Netflix, you know, at the time before, mm-hmm. you know, the one dude chose his dick and the new series, that's out kind of thing, whatever that's called. What series is this? <laughs> oh my God. It's sex life it's sex life on netflix oh have you not watched this oh Oh, shit there's a whole thing it's the first like netflix full frontal of of a guy's penis basically and so then the whole instagram Instagram social media blew up because they're like is it real is it a prosthetic and the guy's like it's mine you know
0: whoa came out and just owned it that's bold um
1: owned it so it's not that so i appreciate that because there was a big backlash on like well, she was kidnapped and then it's, it's really rough sex, but now she's engaging, but you're right. 50 shades was very much like we have a safe word and there's consent right. and it's two consenting adults, even though he, he is pretty much like obsessed with her, you know, in, in that way kind of thing. So it is, it is, I did appreciate that as well. It's a right. good point.
0: Yeah. It, it's definitely made it more mainstream. So yes, credit is due to her to making it some phenomenon. And really, I don't know what about it triggered this, like right? Tidal wave. It's like global obsession, you know, with it, but it is what it is. And you're right. Every single person on the planet was reading it. So it was, and, and she did come out a
1: couple of years ago with his point of view, the book Christian, right? I think that's or gray gray. I think is what the title is. I didn't read that one. Cause at that point I was like, it's been so long. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, the book, the book, books weren't again, really well written in my mind. I mean, they were entertaining and they got you to the point kind of thing, but I wasn't right. interested to take it like that step further, but I knew that yeah. that came out and I don't know what that, I think that reception was much less. It was much, it was, it was this much smaller sort of crowd of people that were reading that.
0: Yeah. That shit despises me. I like cannot, or no, I despise that. shit. <laughs> that both are true. So I can't stand right. that because I feel like when somebody approaches something with one character's point of view, Mm -hmm. especially if you're a woman and wrote as a woman, Mm -hmm. don't come at me with, you know, exactly what a man would do, which it's your character it's made up. So maybe fine. Right. But it doesn't feel as believable. You know, like, I just think in general women voicing men is hard because we're going to voice them as what we would perceive them to be. And I would rather read a man writing a man's perspective Mm -hmm. on what actually happens. This is why, because there's been so many conversations that I've had with my own husband on the exact same event. And it is like, for the lack of a better word, insepid. I'm like, what do you think about this thing? He's like, I didn't even see that. I'm like, cool. (laughs) Like he literally is not overanalyzing as many things as I am. He doesn't experience life the same way as I am. Like, guys probably didn't call you because they literally just didn't think about you. Like, and right. not in a bad way, not in a way they hate you. They literally just didn't think of you. Like- No, it's it's tunnel vision. I talk about this with a lot of yes.
1: my girlfriends who are married too, where it's like, I will see all the mess in the house and the socks and the dirty dishes and the trash or whatever. And I'm like, okay, this needs to be, you know, taking care of salt, whatever. Normal adulting, if you will, quote unquote, you know, things, activities to take care of as you age in this lifespan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Eric's like, what? Right. Like, like does literally- does not even see it. Right. Can it like completely is like, well, it's fine. I'm like, okay. So you enjoy the five piles of dirt just sitting by our front doorway. Like, okay, awesome. No, it's, a, it's like a full, like genetic <laughs> marker difference. They don't even see it. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the idea that you're going to tell me that this billionaire mogul who has, is juggling 75 balls in the air is going to sit there in his office and obsess about you. I just don't buy it. I'm sorry. Like I know I've known enough men to know that they don't do that. Like at least the ones I've met, maybe I'm wrong, but like, I think we wish that I think as a woman, you'd write that in. Sure. But I just don't, I just feel like it's a woman projecting what they wish was happening. That's just my perspective.
1: I feel like there, I feel like there's truth in that. So I have a question that's little, that is the bigger perspective for an author, which I would love to have answered. So with this, and again, I don't know how many other books James has written. I know her for this series, right? Exactly. So the question is, and it's same thing you could say about JK Rowling's, but it, such a different category of writer in that sense. Mm-hmm. But when you're an author, I, I feel like I see a split difference where some authors are like, I want to write kind of one thing and that's it you know like and and I feel like that's what James delivered right like she's this is it this is this is her thing right this is her trilogy and if she writes other stuff maybe that is well received I I don't know but then you have people um who write a a plethora of books different kind of stays within the same genre but but they have multiple series that they're known for they have multiple things and And I find that interesting because I'm like, I'm assuming no author wants to say, I'm only going to write three and I'm done. Like, that's it. Like kind of thing. Like that's not the desire. But when you have something like this, which was such a cult hit, such a fan fiction piece, you've almost just screwed yourself because that's all people are really, I mean, they may, but like JK Rowling's wrote the casual vacancy, right? After Harry Potter, many, many years, she wrote an adult book. She's written a few.
0: Didn't even know that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> didn't know it. and I didn't read it. Cause I was like, I think I picked up the, the cover and looked in the book jacket or whatever. And I was like, yeah, not for me kind of thing. And it's like, I feel that's gotta be some sort of internal struggle. Cause I'm sure authors who are authors are like, I am made to write. I want to write full time, do this for my career. But then you have something like this hit and your career is kind of like, this is it. And you may be able to write down the line, but like, it's, it's not going to be the same versus someone who's like, I might not have a fan fiction cult hit, but I have a steady portfolio that's even like, I mean a steady New York Times bestselling portfolio that allows me to actually write different series, maybe branch out into different genres kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like that would be a struggle. I I don't, and I don't know, I would assume people would want the secondary option, but maybe they're fine with this. Maybe James is like, I'm good, you know, kind of thing.
0: What's nice is there is like such a wide berth of all of those things, right? Like you have someone like Nora Roberts who has written so prolifically like hundreds of books but I can't think of one movie that's been made with her books that wasn't Hallmark. You know what I mean? Versus this. I mean, and the nice thing is too, with E.L. James, if she wants to write something that's freaking completely different, she can just change her freaking name, her pen name. If like sure. if yeah. you want to write, cool, right? Under like your seven different authors. Awesome. Yeah but yeah, yeah no true. one would read anything other than this from E.L. James. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: No, I, I, and I, I would hate to be pigeonhole like that. And I know I talk about Sarah J. Moss a lot and I I love her books, but she's got multiple trilogy or multiple series and they are all kind of in that fantasy space, but they're all different enough. And she's acclaimed for all of them, you know, and that's such a gift, I think, to be able to, to say, Hey, I'm, I'm known for a wide breadth of, of things. And I've read a few other more particular, I can't remember her name right now, but there's a few other YA authors who they're like, it is a risk, like, because people, come to know and love you for writing, you know, X, Y, and Z in this series. And, but one was like, specifically, she was talking about how she's like, I specifically didn't finish this like duology that was supposed to be a trilogy because I wanted to write something else. And she's like, Mm -hmm. and there was backlash, but I as an author need to express myself in a variety of different ways, you know? And I was like, that's really, that's great. I mean, also I hate you because I wanted the third book, but like, I understand it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's exactly right. It's just each person in into its own. I mean, I don't I can't imagine someone who this is going to sound judgmental. I don't mean it this way. But like if you're writing fan fiction, I don't know that you live and breathe the written word. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know that you're sitting here with just stories pouring out of your soul that needs to be put on yeah. paper if you're like, let's just rewrite a twilight but change the characters. Like I don't that is not a judgment. Like you do you I could don't think I could do good at that. I don't think I would be a good fan fiction writer. You know, because I'm just so committed to the characters like people created. I would have a hard time changing that dynamic.
1: No, and I think you're right. I think there was a whole bunch of them that all kind of happened at once too, right? Because Twilight and then you had Fifty Shades, but you also had like the Divergent series, right? And you had oh, right. Hunger Games, like Suzanne Collins. I don't think she's really written anything else besides Hunger Games. And now she's writing a prequel because maybe she can only stay in that world. And that and that's fine because she. I love the hunger games. I love the books. I'm a huge Jennifer Lawrence fan, you know, kind of thing of the movies. So maybe that's it. But I, I feel like there's a lot of those that happened all at the same time that there was like such an instant, like cult reaction to like a series of books, um, which got made into movies. And then you never hear it from those authors again, you know, kind right. of thing. It's, just,
0: right. it's a strange, it's a strange, I think position to be in as, as a writer. Yeah, it is. And it's definitely the demand. Like you see someone like, um, what is his name? George Martin, whatever. George R.R. R. Martin that did uh, Game of Thrones, where that series was so fucking popular that it like sped exactly. right ahead. And he's like, I can't even finish this. I can't even write another book in the time that they're making. <laughs> Shut So up, right? it's like, it's unfinished and people are just like, whatever, we finished it without you. Hopefully this is aligned, you know? So. Well, it- and that's
1: for thing, like you, you do, you find, you find the books that get so popular and then they go right into TV series. And then like the author's like, I still have four more books to write, but they're like, well, we don't have time for you to do that. So we're going to go write it. And I'm like, then you just fucked over the author yeah. series. Exactly. Okay.
0: It is. It's a weird dance that, that these writers are doing. And you know, it's, what's nice is that there's something for everyone, right? There are people that you'll be committed to and you hope like that's me. And, um, the night circus uh starless sea aaron morgenstern i'm like every time every time (laughs) i talk about it every freaking time because i'm like two books is not enough i need more i want more i want more i want more and she's just taking her sweet time and good for her but i just want more i'm just wait so to to come back to 50 shades you have an embarrassing story to tell about oh my god yeah we were dying so you were like uh, so full disclosure for everybody when i said oh we need to switch topics like can we talk about this and you were like oh I haven't read this in a while. I'm like, it's fine. I'll fill in with this like hilarious story. So 50 shades come out, comes out. Right. And people like me who have had sex with the same person for 15 years. Right. Reads the book and is like, cool. Like there's tools and ideas to spice things up in life. Right. There's things to try great. Like things I wouldn't even think of some things that I would never No, Thank you. Like I'm just don't need nipple clamps in my life. So cool for you if you do, but I just have no need for those. Like, I just think of like a chip bag closer and I'm like, <laughs> no, thanks.
1: Plus you've had six babies all hanging off your boobs. Anyway, you're like, fuck you. And anyone who wants to touch me.
0: Right. There. So that's an actually an interesting segue because yes, I've had six children at this point. Right. And there's this whole scene. I think it's in the first book. I want to say it is, where they order these like silver balls right that are supposed to be held inside your womb basically so we're like you know out of all the things that seems like something that would be logical that we could try it was not logical because if you have six children the muscles inside your body I can't work the same like i haven't had babies this is this is not good for me the whole time <laughs> That I was crying laughing because in the book she has these silver balls up her body she's like going to dinner she's like going to meet his parents it's like this whole thing that's like this played out evening I'm like I can't even walk up and go to the bathroom without these things just falling right out of me
1: that's because Dakota Johnson was probably 21 when she filmed that movie and she's got a fresh tight everything up there those
0: things weighed like 75 pounds I, was like, <laughs> I, I got nothing to hold these in it's like well, jello falling out of my brain i should not tell you about the newest wave in
1: the spiritual realm it's not new it's been around forever
0: have you heard of yoni eggs okay i don't even understand what those are i'm oh like my god yeah i've seen them i'm like yeah. i don't get it
1: yeah no i have a couple friends with them so i keep going back and forth about it but yes there's the yoni eggs too which is not well actually it is supposed to enhance your sexual pleasure so it's shaped like an egg but they're made out of like jade or amethyst or like different crystals and stones and it's the same thing there's a whole like ritual that goes with it there's i think it's pretty ceremonial and that kind of thing but you stick it up there and you hold it up there and it's supposed to like help increase womb health and increase sexual pleasure because you're stimulating all those muscles and those nerves i'm like so it's basically potentially like a kegel with a weight i feel like at the end of the day
0: unless i'm in a handstand that's not gonna work (laughs) they have large sizes (laughs) They need to be made of air because I can't, I got nothing left in my body, like no muscle at all. Clearly I need to do some pelvic floor exercises. Clearly. I got nothing. I was like, cool. That was, that didn't work. That wasn't something that we've been being yourself since 21. It's fine. Literally. like That is not an option for us. So thanks for the suggestion. I mean, that
1: was the thing. So I read those and I think I, I may have made Eric read like a passage or two, just to be like, what do you think? You know, kind of thing. And I don't know, like, it's just maybe we're too pedestrian, but I was like, yeah, there's a couple of things I was willing to try and, and do. And, but I was also like, but I don't feel the urge to like have a red room and, you know, uh, acquire all the... Accru- uh, things that you need in which to do so um I was fine to try some other things but I was also like yeah no to the anal beads like
0: eh, you know mm. nipple
1: clamps you know that kind of thing yeah but
0: it's just there's been so many things that live inside my body that I'm over it I don't need any more things living. the in question is
1: did you ever think about this the research that she must have had to have done and how she did that research and who she taught because there's a whole community right of of people who do this so I'm I'm sure like well, and okay. So I just saw this last night on Netflix. Goop, Gwyneth Paltrow has- Oh movie. my God. Did Why? you watch it? No, I haven't watched it. I was not in the mental space to
0: watch it, but I watched a trailer and I was like,
1: fuck. Like, okay, here we go, Gwyneth. Like we're okay. doing a
0: whole new thing. So I saw the, not the preview, but like someone posted, oh, a doctor that I follow um, posted on a story is like, oh, good for her. Cause I guess he's like worked with Gwyneth Paltrow before. So he's like, oh, my friend Gwyneth has this new show, whatever. And I had watched- her other one like goop put out another one that was goop like lab
1: or whatever it was exactly. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah 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 and then I think I watched like three episodes of it so one of them was like people eating mushrooms or something one of them was people like going in cold water I don't know it was a whole thing but it was good like it was entertaining and interesting and definitely like a side of society where I was like oh I didn't realize people were doing that like I think they did one of what I what is it I always mix up ashwagandha with ayahuasca, ayahuasca. ayahuasca.
1: ayahuasca.
0: <laughs> yeah. I watched one about ayahuasca and I was like fascinating anxiety. right not for me but fascinating I'm not good with like Throwing up all over when people are doing. I don't know.
1: Growing up and shitting on yourself for like days on end, yes. I'm out for that.
0: That's not that's not a thing I want to do. You have
1: an entirely spiritual experience where you go to another world. So I mean, there's that. No, thank you.
0: <laughs> I'll pass. I'll stay right here in this body. <laughs> um, but so that was fascinating. So when he posted about her new one about sex, I was like, that's interesting. So I was I don't remember what I was doing. I was like working or something. And I like popped it up on my phone as I was like filling out emails, whatever. And the very, fr- I only watched 15 minutes of it because I had to make dinner or something. Um, it was couples that were meeting with like these specialists in different areas. They have like all these specialists that are paired with these different couples that have different obstacles or roadblocks are working on. So like each specialist is like paired for something specific. Right. And so the very first one was um, this cute married couple, a guy and a lady um, and literally I was like, this is kind of hitting close to home. So it was like a woman that was like, so I like, I like sensuality. I like experience. I like the lead in. And my husband is just like a, could have sex at any time. Does not matter. There needs to be zero lead in could just jump right into it and be done in five minutes. Like, and I'm like, that feels real similar. I feel that, you know, it's like, I get it. So I couldn't like move forward with it, but I was like, how fucking uncomfortable to like sit there and have these conversations because one lady was like, do you guys ever fight about it? And she was like, they both of course, awkwardly look at each other and are like, yeah, you know, and I'm like, I would not be comfortable having that conversation in front of a therapist, let alone a camera and having Rosemary Watson from Mesa, Arizona, watch my conversation with my husband about this uncomfortable topic. Like, Good for you guys, like good for you for doing the God's work, the Lord's work, but I cannot.
1: Could not no, I am, I'm curious to watch it though, because I feel like that is, I mean, it's not, obviously not what James went into, but like, it is very much just exploration of like, yeah, I saw that too. They talk to therapists and they have blocks or, or hangups or hiccups, or they've lost that, that intimacy piece with each other, right? It's really, it's about sex like, for sure, but it's about the intimacy, right? Between partners right. kind of thing. Um, so I'll be curious to see that. And I, and I appreciate Gwyneth Paltrow, who's kind of constantly pushing that envelope to, to have those kinds of discussions and to offer that to people, you know, cause who knows what kind of research really James had to do to figure out like, what's, what's really kind of real, right. Cause that's a really right. real world that she's talking about and people who there, there are clubs for that. And there are places you can go to participate in all of that. And versus like, you have to walk that fine line of making it too too in the fantasy, too, too far gone. Like it's this, these are not things that people actually do, you know, in that community kind of thing. Well,
0: Uh, and I think there's something to be said too, where it's like, if any of this remotely interests you at all, it's not like you have to go to those extremes and make it this whole thing. I will never forget. I was visiting a friend of mine and she had a bunch of roommates at the time. This was probably like 10 years ago and her and her boyfriend, I was like staying with them and they had mentioned something about a roommate like being into BDSM and I was like oh my god really and they're like yeah like this is a guy that she's met in the community and they're like in the room whatever and I was like oh my god like what happens like is she tied up like does she have a handcuff? like what are the things and they were like no I mean she just gets like slapped around a little and I was like oh is that it like that's just a Tuesday sometimes, you know what I mean? So it's like, you don't have to take it to levels. Yeah. There's like total levels and there's ways to like incorporate some of the things if you want to, like with baby steps and like, obviously at your own comfort level, like, you know what I mean? No, I fully agree. And and I think that's interesting
1: because there's levels, but then in some of the books that, Evie Dunmore, not to spoil it, but uh, some of her writing and then some of the other like historical romance novels I've been reading, mm-hmm. it's amazing how many of the women writers write about their main female protagonists who like that. They're like, yeah, slap me around a little bit or let's do it up against the great antique mirror, you know, in the 18th century hall or whatever. Right. And it's really kind of funny because it's just as such this weird juxtaposition of like fairly modern sex, Right in a very removed period of time, like, um, you know, a couple hundred years ago or whatever it may be kind of thing. And it's like, I enjoy that crossover actually. Um, yeah. But there are levels of, yeah, of distinguishing between, yes, you have your missionary position and then you have, uh, what's at okay. the other end of
0: that? I don't know what that. <laughs> I haven't been down that road too far. I don't <laughs> want to know what's at the end. That sounds terrifying. I, also, what's so funny is that hilarious movie, Date Night, with Steve Carell and uh, what's her name? Tina yes. Fey Yeah, the
1: yeah, yeah. Is
0: the funniest. And I think in the beginning, is it Kristen Wiig or whoever it is she's talking to? She's like, sure. now that I'm divorced, I have sex with two guys at one time. And <laughs> Tina Faye is like, that's like a recurring night terror for me. <laughs> ever want to do that I'm like I'm with you like that sounds like a logistical fucking nightmare no thank you like it's a lot but you know it's fun to manage but some people want to do it and that's I think the greatest thing about all all of these books right this is this probably could be like our series ender because it's supposed to be but that's I think the big message through all of these books is like there's something for everyone and you can easily add a little bit of cayenne pepper to whatever your sex life is if you kind of absorb this information, absorb the vibes and like incorporate even just the teeny tiniest bit of it into your like day-to-day life could make the difference between you being pissed at your husband because there's nothing central about your relationship at all versus like, Hey, let's try this thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a great point. And that's the thing. Like, and I mean, again, the romance novel writing industry is billions of dollars, you know, so right. there is literally something for everyone recognizing that it's predominantly women who are reading this. Um, and those, you know, but, but for the guys out there too, there, there are, you know, yeah, an infinite number of ways that you can ingest that information and then go take it home with you and play around with it, or just be sitting on an airplane, getting turned on and hoping nobody, I do that too. I read romance novels all the time in any location. I'll be in a doctor's office and I'll be like, Oh my God, right up in my face. I was
0: like, can the person next to me, the 85-year-old, see that he's about to penetrate this woman? Be dripping sweat on an airplane. Like absolutely not. No.
1: I just I just I'm hoping that you know everyone's so usually involved in their own lives they don't really notice anything. And I'm like, no one's reading this exact page where like it's the best sex scene I've ever read in my entire life. Yeah. Wow.
0: No. Saturday I was working for my mother in law at her furniture store and there was dead. There was nobody there. So there was like three other ladies in there that were like working or like doing a workshop. And there was nobody coming in. So I was like, well, I should open up my phone and see what there is to read. And the second Beautiful Bastard book, The Beautiful Stranger book had come onto my thing. And I was like, well, this will be a fast read. I'll just open it up. And I swear, I like open it. And anytime someone's like, hey, Rosemary, I'm like, what, what? <laughs> like so freaking awkward because it's literally like public sex in public places and i'm like do they know i'm reading this oh my god How yes
1: you're you're not committing a crime even though it feels like you potentially are totally it feels um, like you're doing the things that you're reading about but you're not right you're like no i'm not hold please and let me go try this out i'll be right back no yeah. uh, um uh, so i don't even think it's worth the ask because it's been so long since both of us have read this. Some favorite characters uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> i don't really have one uh, they're they're all just kind of bland right you're reading it for the sex yeah. the characters are just kind of okay for me I don't, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, no, nothing comes to, nothing really springs to mind. <laughs> yeah, no, not really. Um. And then, okay, so now we're going to talk about what we're actually reading now.
1: Oh my God. Since we just podcasted like two days ago, I'm reading the same things.
0: <laughs> yeah, same. I think, what am I reading? No, I just got, oh no, no. Did I talk about Johannes Cabal last time? I no, did not. No, did you? Oh, I didn't. I think I did. Anyway, Johannes Cabal, The Necromancer, it's one of the books that I read every Halloween. It's by James L. Howard, I want to say, who's a British writer and he, you, he sounds like it, you know what I mean? So like the whole story is a necromancer who's a guy that raised people from the dead. Um, he makes a deal with the devil to sell his soul in order to try and figure out how to like bring his dead wife back to life. That's mm-hmm. like the story of it. Um, but in exchange, he wants his soul back because he can't get forward. So the devil tells him that he has to collect 99 or hundred souls before the end of the year. And he gives him like this circus. So it's a kind of like the night circus in a weird way, but it's, he gets this like circus to be able to do that. And it's freaking hilarious. Like British dry ass black humor is the funniest, love my it. favorite, my favorite thing of all time. So it's, it's a winner, but it's not for everyone. You know what I mean? Like I've suggested this book to so many people, but it's like, it's hard to get through if you're, if this isn't your jam.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, you did not mention that, but I know that you've mentioned it before because you do love reading all things Halloween spooky, you know, yes. related. Speaking of, so those that actually is what I will be reading shortly is um, we had a recommendation from a friend who is who knows an author. So this is Heidi Bushy's mm-hmm. recommendation from her recent books um, or from her friends. Oh, and I'm gonna have to. Oh wait, I think I have it. do you have it? It is uh, the Widow of Rose House. Yes, and Brightest Star in. Paris, both written by Diana Biller. So that is on my to-do Ooh. list to read soon. And what's funny is Diana Biller was actually at the same grad school I was at many, many years ago, but I did not know her. So Diana, if you're listening, whenever these gets gets published, we would love to have you. I haven't read your book yet. I'm sure it's fantastic. We'll be very, very kind. Um <laughs> we'd love to have you on the podcast. But that is coming up, um, probably for a second season, which I'm super excited about. But I'm
0: almost reading those. Perfect. Okay, right. so next week, I when are we recording again? In a week? In a week. Okay, so I will definitely read Evie Dunmore. I will go to Barnes and Noble. I'll get the books. It'll be so good. And then the week after that is Seven Husbands with you Hugo. So that'll be yeah.
1: two more to go, you guys. Wrap
0: it Perfect. All right. Talk to you guys later.
1: Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bodice Rippers Romance Novel Podcast. We are just so completely delighted that you guys are tuning in and listening to all things romance novel related as well as all things in a completely different tangent (laughs) we're here for big conversations small conversations that are on topic and off topic please 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 if you have a second just rate review subscribe leave us a note leave us a message it just really helps us in the podcasting world as we pretty much want to be doing this full time because we just love chatting about all things romance novels and talking with all of you guys So if you have a quick second, let us know how we're doing. And of course, if you have any feedback, just pop us a review and let us know what we could do better, could do worse, or could do more in a hilarious fashion. And until next time, you guys get out there, read those romance novels, and let us know what are your juiciest takeaways. Talk to you soon.